Chihuahua of no consequence, weighing at 600 quesadillas, this is Cactus Crack! Cactus Crack? What, what is this? <laughs> what, what, is, what is this? What are those, what, what are those like ICP um, uh, FMW videos? What? <laughs> oh, sorry, I've been watching those recently. Oh, trust me, it'll get worse. It'll get worse. Oh, God. Nope. Here we go. Here we go. And in the, and in the ring, to my right, hailing from back alley of Hollywood, California, <laughs> weighing 150 trash cans, this is Stanny Funk! So does this mean we, does this, so does this mean Road Dog and, and Billy Gunn push, push you down, push you down in a dumpster? Most likely, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep, that said, welcome everyone to Count Out, the wrestling podcast presented by Plastic Ca- Plastic Cast and Plastic Joint. Might as well, because they're both us. Yeah, we promote ourselves. We pay ourselves. It's like it's like it's like getting an IOU to get our kick our own asses kicked. Yeah, because no one else would. Exactly. <laughs> Not yet. At You're least. supposed to say no. Anyways, Stan here, Ramsey's there, and we're ready to talk about another week of wrestling. Oh, yes. And it's been a pretty consistent one for the most part, but, you know, you have your problems. I don't have that many problems, so let's not dance around it. it. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call it so much a problem. It's just, you know, normally if it's a... Great week, you know, there will be something for me to, you know, for me to say, you know, for me to talk about, for me to, you know, fanboy, fan rant about. I can't remember much of it. And this is um nine days before the Extreme Rules. And, and you think something, something spectacular would happen. True, but I, like I said, it, it was a consistent week of wrestling where it's just like, you know, it's not bad but at least there has like it's a week of no consequence but i i think in 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 that regards there's something there's something that have to have that we can find good in it so like i said let's Hmm. just let's just dive in and see what we can find well when it comes to the one that we're getting into wwe monday night monday night monday night raw super show super show super show there's always something we could talk about in that show Greensboro, South Carolina, May 7th, 2012, at commentator, Jerry the King Lawler, and Michael Cole. Okay. So, 
we start off with people power. Trying to remember, trying to remember what exactly happened during that promo. Oh yeah, that's well, right. He was showing his accolades in Japan. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Johnny Ace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what did? He... Oh yeah, that's right. He did show. And like, yeah, it's a, it's a good way to set him up because like, you know, we, we we know that CM Punk like called him out on this, and he also know that you know, he's he's worked in WCW as well. And yeah, there was that there was that jab he did earlier, um, that CM Punk did earlier in the like earlier la- late last year when he did that video package for him, that you know they showed off footage from that. So yeah, that was um that was the um, the, the the Slammy Awards, and yeah. he got the pipe pump pipe pump of the year, and he was showing all these um clips from the Japan, and oh oh, oh and of course during when um Laura Nice was in tag team with the um uh, what's it Extreme Dudes or something, the. The the I was he was with, he was he was with Stone Cold at the time. I, I, um, I want to say the Hollywood Blondes, uh, but no, no, no. Hollywood Blondes, blonde, okay. Hollywood Blondes, blonde was a Steve Austin and Brian Pillman. Oh fuck! Shit. Yeah. It's too early. I need my coffee. <laughs> well, it is fucking early in the morning. Indeed. Anyways, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. It, so. Semantics. Yeah, semantics. Well, no, it's not semantics. It's a fucking history lesson. So, anyways. So, John Lawrence talks about, you know, his accolades in Japan. Well, rightfully so. He did travel around a lot. And CM oh, yes. Punk calls it out. out yeah, CM Punk calls it out on him, you know, pretty much saying the reason that he traveled around Japan is nobody wanted his ass. Oh, yeah. That was a kind of a low blow right there. Like, oof. That's something you want to be saying. Um, that's something you want to be saying to to him. But like, yeah, I can see why he said it to him. So it's like, eh, good for him. Yeah, and what winds up happening after that is John Laurinaitis booked the match for CM Punk against the another guy that came from Japan, Lord Tensai. Hmm. Was that was bound to happen too? Like, like he—he's been—he's 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 like what um, Lord Tensai is the equivalent of when Vince McMahon had um had Umaga just kill everybody at ran- randomly at, w- at some point when he was when he was like in total control at one point when Umaga was there. So I figured that they were gonna true. feed him to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Might as well because I can't think of anyone else at this point. Yeah. So. Because everyone else is some kind of feud going on. Oh yeah, that's true. So, um, yeah, I, that's all. Like, I re- that's all I remember about that. Um, about that segment, it was just like, yeah, he was just showing off all these clips and he was showing off all these pictures, and then, like, just to say, hey, oh, uh, look, I, I'll be able to be in fitting. I'll be able to be in proper condition, but then I used to wrestle, goddammit, and this is what I used to do. I was respected. I was in a couple of video games. I no. wasn't the equivalent of. I was the equivalent of. of, of I was in the equivalent of of, 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 of WWF WrestleMania 2000 in Japan. God damn it! Oh my god! Uh, now that you bring that up, oh fuck! I remember now because uh, <laughs> was it like six months ago or last year? Uh, I was just searching through the YouTube and I came across um this uh, Japanese um. Pro wrestling game. No, it wasn't Wrestle Kingdom. It was um something else. Um, holy shit, I forgot the name of it. 
Yeah, I think I'm uh, you're talking about. Was it a. Oh, was it a Saturn game? Yeah, I think so. Shit, I know, I, I know which one you're talking about because I was looking for that game too. And shit, he was in the game. I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna, it's, it, it, it's gonna come. I, I doubt this is gonna come to me. That's the, that's the worst part. Cause I, I, ha- I had to do like some yeah. thinking around myself at, when, I, when I was finding it out. Anyways, yeah, but let's, uh, let's but, the, but, the, but it's out there. But it's out there. It's out there, people. Trust your, trust us on this. Oh yeah. And he had in the yeah in game in that game he has like what five variations of East Kerr. <laughs> you have to have five variations of everything in those games, man. Those Japanese were hardcore, yo. Yeah. Oh, by the way, um, before we move on to the next segment, the uh, tag team that I was talking about, the one that says one that I actually said Extreme Dudes, it's actually Dynamic Dudes with Shane oh. Douglas. That's right, Dynamic Dude. Okay, you know what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, there so we was, go. No, because like I remember, like I should have, I should have known this because like I remember a long time ago. You before CM Punk made those jokes, there was a joke. That uh, when um, when J when JBL was on commentary and Deuce and Domino came out of the ring one night, and they had Sherry and she like you know at the time Sherry she would come out with roller skates but like they were like they were like locked in, so she would just like walk in with with her roller skates and she, I think something to the extent I think um, I think he's I think JBL said give that give that girl give that girl uh, uh, um give that girl a skateboard and she'll be the head of talent relations at the WWE. I'm like, Oh, ow, burn! Oh, I just remembered what the game was. Okay, there we go. Giant Graham. Alrighty, you can find yeah. a, you can find that game. Get it because it looks like a good game. If they can. If they can. Yeah, because Japanese wrestling games are just hard to come by. Oh yeah. At least to me, anyway. I was I was still so I still I still want to get a Wrestle Kingdom for the PlayStation if I can find a if I can find a, a Jimmy PlayStation Two, but that's a whole different mm. discussion for a whole different time. Right. So let's move on to the first match of the night: Cody Rhodes versus The Big Show. Uh. And. Yeah, uh, it's right because it ended with um, Rhodes just walking away, pretty much count out. Oh yeah, that's right. He just walked out, and then Eve came out because earlier in the earlier in the night, well earlier after after his segment, um, he made fun of um, uh, Johnny Ace, and 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 Eve was like, "Really? Get in the ring, you fat ass!" <laughs> and then like he comes and... out, she comes. What's up? Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say she comes out and he's like, you know, you're a fat ass. You don't, you know, get out of here. No, no, not get out of here. Apologize. Oh yeah, apologize and get it, then get the you know GTFO fat ass. No, you have to be more specific. Okay, this is a this is a big part. Okay, she says that she asked for an apology, then remind him that there isn't much demand for a forty year old, seven feet tall. Freak like him outside of business. Oof. Yeah, I was, like, no matter that, that, even, like, even, we, make, we make fun of the big show a lot, but that is kind of a, like, when I heard that, I was like, oof, ow, ooh. Yeah. You could, okay, you could see big show's 
heart getting ripped apart right around there. Yeah, because it was like even there, it's like like I said, it's like I I say I say stuff about the Big Show on this show. You know, he's not the best. He's not the best of workers, but I mean, he does what he can. It's just like no, you don't, you don't say that to anyone. Period. That's not like I'm saying to you, hey, there's no room for there's no room for someone like you, Stan. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then you know what happens next. Oh yeah, it was taking me in the back of my head or something like that. With a steel chair. But I do have to ask you a question. Like, can you just imagine? Like, okay, let's dial back like decades. Like, can you imagine if somebody said that to Andre the Giant? If uh, Andre the Giant, it, considering how how he wasn't positioned in a lot of places, he would have he would have like killed a man or something like that. Yeah, exactly. He would have choked the bitch. He would have like, you call me what? And he just like would have just like strangled him with his big like you know his big beef like you know one hundred percent grade A you know ham hands. Yeah, big meaty claws. Yes. All right, so all right, so we move on to the next match between Kofi Kingston with R Truth and imaginary little Jimmy versus Dolph Ziggler with and Jackie. Jackie Swagger. I completely forgot this match actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> I told you you forget something. Yeah, there you go. I don't forget it. I completely forgot that this match happened. And it's just like... I'm trying to remember like, what happened exactly in the match. You might want to refresh my mind on this one. Start a little bit. Well, I'll tell you... Well, I'll tell you what happened. Dolph Ziggler won. Well, that's good. Well, yeah. Finally. Well, actually, this is good because like they're out of they're out of a bad they're out of a really bad um they're out of a really bad feud with with um Rodas Clay, and now they're in a really good tag team feud with um R Truth and Kofi Kingston. So, because I knew, I do know on SmackDown they they did um Kofi um not R Truth fought um Jack Swagger, and that was actually a that was actually a pretty decent match, and like I think these two I think these two teams drive really well than than um. And both of them being killed by by even by King Hippo. Well, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call the matches against um oh god what's it? oh yeah 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 Funkosaurus. I wouldn't call it a feud. Rather, you know what? To me, that's just um another you know creative purgatory. Yeah, I, I but I do think like this like this is something that they can work with. So, mm-hmm. and and they are going with it because we'll get to that later. So after the commercial, we go to Michael Cole is in the ring. Oh boy, this is gonna be good. Oh my god, here we go. And we have a via satellite interview with John Cena. (laughs) I know. (laughs) When we get the end of the show, I'll tell you why. (laughs) And not just that. Here's the reason why. It's just like this is a guy. When he was feeding with feeding with the Rock, he'd be like, you know, you always bring via satellite. Well, he's on satellite now, so. No, no, it gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. So just keep going. Just keep going. At the end of the show, I'll, t- I'll tell you something that's just like really. Oh God. Yeah, it does get worse. So, all right. So, Cena says that the group of doctors have recommended that he stay the hell out of the ring for the next couple months. You know. That would be nice for selling factor, but he doesn't give a damn because he's John Cena. And 
He also said that Lauren Nyas wasn't reprimanded because he told the board of director that he wanted to face him at Over the Limit. Oh, God. And, Why did I yeah, go up? on. God, I, like, I forget, I, it's just like, I didn't want to remember, I just, I didn't want to talk about this promo, because I was like, oh my god, this is such a stupid-ass promo. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Especially okay. that part about, like, especially like, I demanded to talk to, I demanded the, the board of directors, like, you know, in any other company, it, like, it, 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 like, in reality, if, if he, if they would have, they, they would, they would say he was crazy, and they would have fired him as well for, for wanting something like that. Well, then again, this is Monday Night Raw. Yeah, so so nothing. Like, make, yeah, just nothing makes sense sometimes. So, yeah, just like the next. <laughs> go on. Go on. No, you go on. I'm already done with my okay. thoughts. Yo, okay. Just like our next match, it does make a goddamn sense, is that Kelly Kelly and Layla versus Maxina and Natalia. And this ended so fucking quick. I was just I, I remember watching this and just thinking like that was it? What the fuck just happened? Oh yeah. I, 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 it's like that's another match where I was like, did it, it was that did that really happen or was I imagining it? No, it really happened, and it was so quick. It wasn't even worth the fucking bathroom break. Holy crap. Just as you begin, like, holy shit. Yeah. By the time I come back, it's Jericho and Del Rio versus Orton and Sheamus. And... Okay, that was a like, good match. That was a good match, by the way. That was a good match. I'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. But just, I just want to say that, like, that Divas match just made me angry because this was after, week after, that good match between Layla and Natalia. It's almost like they don't want Kelly Kelly to wrestle, period. Because, hell, she didn't, actually. She didn't wrestle much at all. I completely forgot. Like, I, like, she's, she's only become a non-factor nowadays. It's like, li- like, the, like she's been used less and less. And, like, yeah, she after has all- potential. I think it's because I think it's okay. She has potential, but I think it's because um they have um someone else in the ring called Maxina. True, that's the thing. It's like yeah. you know Kelly. We like the thing is like yeah, Kelly Kelly didn't start off as a wrestler, but she's but she's it's like it's the same thing as as Trish Stratus. She didn't start off as a wrestler, but then she got really good. So and this is this is what's happening with Kelly Kelly, where she's like I she's starting oh, to get pretty no. good. Now, now here's the difference. Trish Stratus could actually, like, I believe she started off as a a, a fitness model, so yes. she had that. At, yeah, so she had that athletic part sort of there already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, whereas like, um, whereas Kelly Kelly started off as a model, just yeah. straight up, you know. But like I said, like they trained her pretty well, you know. So it's like, or or, or something must have happened where it's like she may she may have fallen on her head, and all of a sudden she like she like uh, got like the spirit of Luthez to like you know possessed, her and she actually started wrestling good matches after that. I don't know. I guess you know what uh, you know what more I think of her more about more I realize you know what her downward spiral began after Fit Finley got fired. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was after that that um. Well, it was after that Golda started training all all the all the divas after that, and but they started they started getting a little bit better after that. And then now Golda got fired. 
Uh, well, this means Billy Kidman's gonna take over, and that means they're gonna start. They're gonna start doing like like four fifty splashes off the off the top rope or something like that. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine Kelly Kelly doing that? I'm sorry, I I shouldn't be laughing at that, but it's just like the mental image of just like just all of them just like doing like like lucha planches all over the place. Oh uh, yeah, I'll be watching Holy it, but I'll be like. Like we know that some of these women are like models. Like, oh my god, it, it will look like it, it will look like it will look like a, it, it will look like World War Two out there. Try to imagine Layla doing Dragonara. Oh god! No, no, no! I'm gonna make it better. I'm gonna make one better. Layla doing springboard Dragonara. Try to imagine that. I can imagine it. By by, yeah, at some point she's gonna snap her arms or something like that, or snap snap her wrist at some point doing trying to do it. That's the that's the worst part. Like, oh, this would be like a WWE video video game. Oh, those those crazy physics. But like I said, it's like not, not that I wouldn't mind. I would it would actually entice me to watch it more. But at the same time, it's like, do you think they're qualified for this? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Anyways, let's keep on going before before we start doing before, before we start coming up with even more more stu- stupid uh stupid things. Yeah, I mean, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, I don't know. Like somehow, for some goddamn reason, Terry Funk become their trainer and they go hardcore. Okay, oh you know God, what? Was, I'm just gonna. Move. <laughs> I was thinking, the worst. I was thinking, Mr. Pogo. <laughs> <laughs> they come up with a scythe all of a sudden. They're just gonna start getting him. I'm sorry. I was watching. I'm watching, no, no. F- watching FMW videos recently, so if, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Look. Um. That's really entering the dangerous territory. I think Vince McMahon is gonna like. <laughs> Vince McMahon is gonna come after us. Vince McMahon is gonna come after us. They're like, how dare you talk about my beautiful divas like that? I'm pretty sure it's gonna be someone that, that is welcome, legitimately complain, but at the same time, it's like we we have to stop and real. Like I said, we're not making fun of the divas. We're just making fun of the fact that it's like you're you're asking them too high of a you're asking too much you're asking too much for someone that can only do like basic things. Well, not basic things. Like, I, I'm pretty sure they can do a lot more things, but it's like you're asking them to do like you know stuff that would that would like even regular wrestlers wouldn't want wouldn't want to do. And we're just imagining all this in our head. Like, we're not saying they would actually do it, but just imagining it, it's just so hilariously awesome. Exactly. And not to say, like I said, we're not saying that it wouldn't be bad. It would be great, but the thing is, like, if they can pull it off, but at the same time, it would be like, like I said, you're asking, it's like you're asking Stan to essentially do a quadratic formula and try a quadratic formula and then ask, then ask him to do... Like just do like medium, like just do like all these crazy math problems, and tell them like you know you're doing this for like you know this is going this is going this is going to go for science here. Like this this is like and I'll be and, go on, and I'll be like uh yeah his his his, his brain will just fry after that like just looking at the at the <laughs> actual formula. Actually, you know what? What I would probably do is like I just like I would just like erase a part of the equation and just draw a fucking dinosaur. Brilliant! 
Dinosaur! Stegosaurus! Oh, oh, oh. At the, oh, wait, wait, it gets better. A kitten riding a dinosaur. And just to go show you how bad of brain damage I just had over that. Uh, we talk too much about... We talk too much. Why don't we, why don't we go on? And the brain damage. Next match! Chris Jericho and Alberto Del Rio versus Andy Orton and Sheamus, which we mentioned, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was really good. Especially the finish, especially the finish. I thought it was a very good, like, like I thought it was a really good way to set the set up to set up the pay per view. But there's a part of me that thinks like, like, uh, like this should have not happened. But at the same time, I think it helped. The I, I, I think this will help in the long run. What do you, what did you think of the, what did you think? Well, it sure as hell helped change the WWE title match at Over the Limit because what happened after the commercial well I wouldn't say commercial rather uh, after the match is that all four men are in the office of John Laurinaitis after that you know gigantic like gigantic finish at the end and oh yeah like, yeah, like literally so, it, was, it was literally a troll finish yeah, like it was just like, like Jer- was Jericho good. like literally ducked out and then um no Jer- Jericho um did he put did he push um Randy Orton to the bro kick? No, literally Jericho ducked out. Oh okay, literally okay, and he did a, he did exactly the same spot. He tried to do the exact same spot at um on on SmackDown then. Yeah yeah um, so Jericho and Del Rio won this one, but all four men are pretty much complaining that you know. Well, all three men, meaning Orton, Del Rio, and Jericho are complaining they should be number one contender, especially Chris Jericho, since he said, you know, I, I pinned the champ, I should be the champ. And Seamus, you know, like, you know what, I don't give a damn, give me a fight. And, you know, people, people power just decides to make it fatal four-way match at over, over the limit. Yeah. Now, and like I said, like like I don't know how I feel about the match, but I think this is like uh, judging from the they had it was I can like I wouldn't mind seeing it. This also like like I said, it does it does two things it does two things it gets it gets Randy Orton out of that purgatory of them not knowing what to do with him. But at the same time, it's like, what the, what the hell does Jericho have to do with all this? <laughs> he he was a non-factor until now. Well, guess what? We all have factors now. I mean, Indeed. this is a good way to involve all three guys, you know, who are, by the way, damn capable wrestlers. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, like man, Rand- I like I was thinking about this, like when I after the day after I watched this, man, like Randy has really improved on his uh, his wing ring work. Oh, he has been. He has been for a while. Yeah, because like I used to remember, like. Man, I used to I used to, I used to call him like uh, headlock Orton because like all he would do is put people in headlocks for like extended periods of time, and like that's why it's like as a as a heel he he just doesn't know how to, how to pace himself really well as, as as a heel. But I think like his as a face he can like pace himself a lot better. Hmm. Yeah. So, but before we go on, I just want to say that you know what I. Just remember that I footballed at the beginning. Um, I said nine days till Extreme Rules. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking other than the fact that this was morning. But it's actually eight nine days. days till over the limit. Eight days till over the limit. Well, eight days when we're recording. Eight days till over the limit. See? It's fucking like 
What time is it? Ten in the ten thirty in the fucking morning. Someone hasn't had their coffee. No, I didn't have my coffee. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but then we get to I think right. I, I, I think the reason why I let it skip was the fact that like they said that so much on SmackDown. It was just like okay, I I, I can believe it. Yeah. I think, so, I, think, I think we I think I remember more about SmackDown than I do about Raw because like I think that's the most freshest thing I because I, I actually saw before I went to sleep last night so I, that's why it's like it's so very fresh to me. And Raw's like, uh, what, what what happened again? You dreamed about Sheamus broke broke kicking you, huh? Oh yeah, all the time. All the time. All right, speaking of kick to the head, well. He can't kick, but might as well. This is Brothers Clay versus The Miz. Now, before the match actually starts, The Miz comes out, Miz comes out right? And he comes out cutting a promo. It's like, really? 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 And pretty much saying, like, you know, he was... The, he is the must-see superstar in the WWE, and he has to fight King Hippo. And when I heard that promo, I was just like... Thank you! Thank you! Holy shit! Thank you! Oh, he because... said exactly he said he said exactly this. If I wanted to see King Hippo, I go play Mike Tyson Punch Out. And I'm like, you stole my fucking joke. <laughs> I know! This is a fucking joke we've been talking about since episode one of Count Out. Even before that, even before there was a count out, I made that joke, and it's just like You did! It's like I demand, I, I demand, I demand residuals. I demand residuals for that joke, Miz. Because I know you're listening. Yeah, otherwise you would not have brought that up now of all things. Because our podcast still exists in iTunes somewhere. The countdown, the before ones, yeah, they exist in iTunes somewhere. And for all I can think is, I, I know it's a long shot. Believe me. I know it's a damn, damn long shot, but somehow I can't help but think that Miz just coincidentally found our podcast and us just talking shit about Brutus Clay calling him King Hippo every five fucking minutes and just decided, you know what? I'm going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to use the King Hippo reference at this upcoming Monday Night Raw. And I'm watching this show. I'm hearing him say King Hippo, Mike Tyson punch out. And I'm just like, holy shit. That bastard's a lot of joke. By the way, like I said, Miz, if you're listening to us, Stan can break people's legs, so you better use. So you better be careful next time you use one of our jokes. Yeah, um, I do have a crowbar named Jimmy. Oh yeah. Yes, that's right. Archer is not the only crazy one around here. He's feisty. He'll bite. I bite. I kick, and I Jimmy your legs like Tonya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so actually, you know what, for what was supposed to be a squash match, this was actually pretty good. For once in his damn life, Brothers Clay actually became what the industry calls face in peril. Huh. That's a... Yeah. That's a... Um, that, that, that is something new. I think that, I think they're starting to, like, you know, put like, I think they're putting him in a more higher, a higher profile um, situation now. 
Yeah, because Miz was beating the shit out of him. I am not. Yeah, I know, I know. It's a little bit unbelievable to hear, but yes, he Brutus Clay was getting his ass beat down by Miz. Well, uh, to be honest with you, um, uh, to be honest with you, I, I was watching, I was watching a bit of, I was watching a bit of, um, okay, I'm going back, I, I, I'm thinking too, too, I'm thinking too far ahead, but he actually had a pretty mm-hmm. decent match with, um, Hunico on, on, on SmackDown, that's like, at this point, we'll get to that later. yeah, yeah, that's why it's like, oh god, like, you know, why am I thinking too, why am I thinking too far ahead, but, um, yeah, it's like, he's, he's been, Upping his game a, 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 like, a lot lately, so it's like you know, more props to him. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But as always, by the power of funk, Brutus Clay wins. Thank you, um, base funk for 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 blessing us with Brutus Clay. Now let's dance. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. So after that commercial, Brock Lesnar's music kits, and we're all just expecting Brock Lesnar to come out angry. But instead, guess who comes out? It's Paul Heyman. You can hear a faint ECW chant when he started coming out, like a really, like really, really faint one, like to the point where it's like you really had to pay attention. But like there was one going on, but it's like. You couldn't like like it was like really audible, but like, I can still hear it. It's like 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 the the spirit of ECW is still there, but I think at the same time it's like it's done. I I I I think at this point it's like I think I think they I think after that 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 um I review they had like a couple of weeks back that Shane Douglas tried to bring tried to bring up ECW is well is well and dead at this point. It's nice to know people still remember ECW. Yeah, and it was good. It was really good. It was, this was a really good promo by Paul Heyman. I, start, I started watching it and it's like, God damn, he's still one of the most charismatic bastards in the, in the industry. He hasn't lost a single beat. Indeed, and I, I, I really liked it. You know, he, like, I don't know, it's just like something about him. He come, like, again, this is like the same thing that a lot of people say about him. That he has this, like, this aura about him. And you can see that in this promo where he's just like, you, you know what he delivers himself when he's doing this promo? It was really good. It was really, really good. I mean, it's so good that any sane people, whether you're a fan of ECW or not, you as soon as his his mouth opens and you as soon as he you hear his voice and you as soon as you hear that first sentence, immediately you pay attention. I know I did. Oh, same here. But then again, too, it's like, oh shit, it's Paul Heyman. I, I just started. I was like, literally, <laughs> literally, I was just like, on the edge of my seat, waiting, waiting to hear what he has to say. And damn, was it good! Oh yeah, he came out. and He said, "Well, basically, he is representing um, Brock Lesnar again." And he tells them, like, you know, that because of, because like they already beat to all his demands, he's not gonna he he officially leaves the company. Yeah, pretty much saying, you know, Brock Lesnar will not take your shit, so he quit. Yep. In typical heel fashion, he has someone else saying that I'm taking my ball and I'm leaving, which is effective because. This, this is far more, I repeat, far more effective than Brock Lesnar coming out and say, I quit. This way, not only does he establish the fact that he's a heel, but it's Paul fucking Heyman delivering oh, the message. Yeah, and I think that, like I said, but um, I don't know if it's someone 
someone else I heard, or like I or I just con I just I just came up with it. But I think that it, as th this effectively gets him out out of the picture for a little bit, and it makes him like you know it's he's still a focus, but he's like not indirectly in the he's not indirectly in there. Just be so by by having maybe like his his mouthpiece. I think that that would um it, it does a more effective way of making of healing him up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's move on to the next segment, which is Big Show talking to the stars of the new USA show Common Law, and oh, of God. course, back, um, yeah, Big Show still makes fun of people over uh, John Lyons' voice. And Eve Torres walks into the shot, and she is not amused. And this is where, in my head, this was where the music comes up. It's like, wah, 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 wah. Well, the worst part about this segment for me was the guys that they got, like the guy, the guys that they, that came in, that came on. They came in as their characters, and we've seen them in the audience beforehand. Yeah, they were just regular dudes, and we're like. I, I I literally after that I was, like I was watching this DVR. I just like after after that I just, I just fast forward through. It. I was like, oh god, really doing this? And they did. Yeah. Oh god. I hate when they do that. By yeah. the way. Yeah, I know. So, next up, CM Punk comes out, and then Law and Iris comes out and say, Punk will now be in a handicap match against Lord Tenzai, and. Daniel Bryan. Yes, 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 and you to, a thousand times. You times to, a thousand. You, you to, yeah, you have to say it more hoarse, like yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it for very long. If you, if, if it was ALA two thousand twelve, I, I would have been able to do it all the time. That's how I sounded. But anyways, you know, for, for for a handicap match, this was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was a, a, like you know, it was a believable handicap match because it, it, I mean, because like there was a lot of back and forth. It, it wasn't like CM Punk was over dominating both of them. It wasn't like a it wasn't a John Cena handicap match where it's like it, it was a it it was John Cena in the ring. It would have been like oh, John Cena still wins this one. No, instead. Is actually more believable, and Lord Tenzai and Daniel Bryan picks up the win. Uh huh. Bryan and punk at the end of this, and, and yeah, and and that attack. It's pretty. I was just kind of laughing because you know what he was yelling, right? You know, Daniel uh, Bryan. I, you know what he was yelling when he applied the yes lock? I didn't. I didn't hear. Okay, he said, "Am I better than you?" Am I better than you? Yes, yes. That, wow! I I, I didn't pick that. I, I didn't pick up on that. Shit! I should have yeah, I... picked up on. Fuck! I know. It's like, wow! Did he actually brought up the whole "I'm better than you"? Oh wow! Okay, even if it's a coincidence, this is awesome. Especially if you know the history between CM Punk and Daniel Bryan, or. Should I say CM Punk and Brian Danielson? It's actually funny. They actually they are they are now actually acknowledging this. Yeah, and because I was looking at WWE, um, I was looking at WWE, um, WWE.com, and they actually have like a they actually have a 
Colin that actually talk, discusses like their rivalry, and they actually do use like um, Ring of Honor photos. I know. I mean, I like it. I mean, they're really hyping this match up, uh, albeit silently, but they're still hyping it up. Yeah, it's it's a really slow build, but like you know, I I like I said, I think they're not. I think Punk is gonna retain at the pay per view, and then they're gonna just like build up the feud from there. Like I think they. Really, I'm okay with that. I I, I think they really want to make it into like something really really big. Oh, I hope so. I fucking hope so because when it if the with feud uh, with Punk if the feud goes trilogy. That means it's a damn good feud. Yeah, because I think this, like, my opinion, I think they want to, I think they want to have, like, the, I think they want to have, like, the blow-off, I think they want to have, like, the, the blow-off match at, at SummerSlam. Hmm. Because if they're, I mean, okay, why that... else are they building it, why else are they building it this slowly? Good point. Although that might hit a little bit of snag, well, in my opinion. All right, we'll get to that little snag later. But overall, what do you think of the Monday Night Raw? Now that I remember everything, it was pretty good. Like you know, they they had, they had a really like they had a, that match between that that four way match between Sheamus, Randy Orton, Jericho, and Alberto Rio. At first, I didn't like I didn't get what they were trying to do, but then like I actually started really getting into the match and I really started liking it. So that was, it was a really good match. Um, just um, overall, like you know, even though, like now, now in retrospect, like I'm sorry, remember, like yeah, this was not a really good, like it was not a really good show, but like it was a decent show for the most part. You know what? I'm gonna say it's a solid show. I mean, yeah, I mean, I said in the beginning, yeah, you know, not everything was memorable, but you know what? Once we talk about it, like, and I actually recall some things, it's like, hmm, this was actually pretty solid, solid raw. And especially, uh, as you mentioned, Jericho Del Rio versus Orton and Sheamus. Yeah, that was a great match. And Paul fucking Heyman, surprised oh, yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, it still had memorable moments, just that ha other half of the matches was just easily forgettable. Like, I yeah. think... The, the majority of it was just like you know either it, like the most most of these matches just didn't like click on me, and not only, not only that the rest of it was just like you know like just do stupid stuff happening all around like you know that John Cena. Like, oh yeah, um I was gonna say this was this was something after the match that they that that like they did like in the like the dark match after the match Kane came out and he challenged John Cena and you wanna know what happened. John Cena comes out. Yeah, and then I, I I just banged my I just banged my head on the table like, like this goes back to what I was saying last week. Can you sell something? <laughs> anyways, anyways, other than, no, other he, than all no, that, he can't he can't sell shit. Cause keep in mind he's supposed to be Superman. Cause so he probably flew like. In the sky, up in the sky, wherever he was at the, um, you know, interview, and then just flew straight to, like, Greenfield, Connecticut or something. Yeah, but it's like, um, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm starting to think, like, he has, like, I think he's getting too comfortable where he is right now. 
to the point where it's like I don't think he knows now how to sell. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like you know you you've been you've been not doing it for so long that it's like you don't know how to do it. Okay, I'm not gonna blame Cena completely. I'm um okay. First of all, two things. One, it's a dark match, so people yeah. with yeah people are not gonna see it like outside of the stadium. Second of all, if you're gonna blame someone, blame the booking. You know, they could have easily brought someone else in instead of John Cena, but they decided to just push forward with John Cena because oh, Kane demanded it. Might as well just bring the fucking Superman in. True. So, like I said, like you know, whatever. I, I thought I'd bring that up. That's why I was like, when I heard when I, when I saw that promo, I was like, mm. bullshit. And then that that happens, like oh, yeah. I was right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about, Ron? Anything that anything that that's, that got your attention? Anything else that you want to discuss? Nah, I think I'm good. Let's move on to the next part of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Impact Wrestling. And I actually did watch this like on like that was on, so it's like you know. So I, I I think that this is all still very fresh in my mind, except the first part because I actually missed that. Literally, I started watching it like like thirty minutes into the show. So you may want to like you know, you know you may want to jog my little bit. But the the good news is like they 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 bang they, they hit you over the head as to what happened um like all like throughout the night anyway. So um, okay, all right. So on. let me refresh your memory, okay? Teen Impact Wrestling, Orlando, Florida. Man, it's a fucking morning, and I think, yeah, get on with it. I, I, I think, I, I know, I know. Just get on with it. Yeah, May tenth, twenty twelve, at commentator Mike Tanay and Taz, and Impact Wrestling opens up with recap of world title drama from last week, and then we cut to the arena where Bobby Roode makes his way down to the ring, and Roode is cutting promo about how. You know, he needs to do to prove to everyone that once and for all, he is the greatest world champion in the history of TNA and the most dominant champion in the history of TNA as well. And people start chanting RVD and and RVD comes out and goes after Bobby Roode. And he takes Roode down with a couple of strikes and Roode just bails out. And then... Mr. Anderson jumps Bobby Root from behind and uh, Anderson tosses Root into the RVD and the assault continues and Hulk Hogan music comes out amidst of all these um, shenanigans and Hogan says, you know, brother, I smell blood and I like it. And he apparently he loves the enthusiasm and I'm air quoting here, enthusiasm he's seeing and Pretty much, um, he booked a fatal four-way between four of them in the ring, including Jeff Hardy. Yes, I somehow omitted Jeff Hardy in that little shenanigan there. He came out. He came out so, of a haze. He came out of a haze of smoke, like literally, like hey, always, <laughs> like hey, man, what's going on in here? My God, he's a ninja. Well, no, it's just like, hey, man. He comes out, he's like, just like in this, just, again, I I bet you he just came out, like, just like, with, like, like on high on crack, just like, what's going on, man? So it's all, it's all just blinding me, man. Ah. 
I, 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 imagine, I always imagine Jeff Hardy just coming out like that. Just like... Just like... <laughs> I was making a really bad joke, by the way. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I, 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 he comes out like London and Kendrick right now, like circa like nowadays, cool. where they're just like, oh. you don't know what the hell these guys are up to, but like you, you're in, you're intrigued to see what they what they have to say because like, man, how high are these guys on? I wonder, I wonder, is there ever a day where Jeff Hardy's so high he looks at Abyss and goes like. <gasps> Are you Kane? It's like, man, are you like Mick Foley? <laughs> <laughs> like, you still got the missing teeth like him, man. I, t- I tell you what, man. I I, I swear to God, you can be you can be like his double, man. I swear to God. <laughs> so, alright, so, here's the thing. Uh, if RVD wins this match, then he gets to pick the stipulation for the main event. At sacrifice, and Hogan says it's up to RVD, and asks him if if he's willing to quote unquote to make the sacrifice, and it's on. It's another one of those convoluted TNA, like they're making too complicated of a simple match kind of things, where it's like if RVD wins, he gets to pick the stipulation of the match. Um, but if Anderson or Hardy wins, they get to get they get to take his number one position. So it's like they're making too much of something that should be really simple. This this is what I always hated about TNA is that they just make things complicated. And okay, when okay when it gets too complicated like this, like what TNA is doing right now, you just lose interest. And not only that, you just look at it and go like, "What?" Yeah, that's why I felt goes like when I, when I saw this match, I was like, "Wait, you're making two... this reminds me of those King of the Mountain matches where like they have like a penalty oh, box for no reason, and it's like you like you can't lay pin like it's one of those like like really like they're making two cut like you shouldn't be doing this. You can't do this because it's like it just. If you make too much of a complicated situation, you it just, you either laugh at it or you just don't have interest after when you start watching it. And that's how I felt. It was just like, you're hurting yourself more making it too complicated. And that's how I felt like when I when I saw this match. When I saw it, when I saw the stipulation like pop up, the match happened later. But mm-hmm. you know and I mean? we'll get to that later. Anyways, keep going. Anyways, we'll get to that, but. Moving on, Bully Ray cuts a promo about Austin Aries being 5'8 and 175 pounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, listen, fella, you're, what, like 6'3, 500 pounds, wearing a light, bright camel shorts. I don't think you're the one to talk about that. But who the hell am I to judge him? But we move on. And it's another segment of Gail Kim complaints about Brooke Tassmacher and like that, 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 holy crap. Okay, well, I didn't versus... miss anything. <laughs> <laughs> I did not miss shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. You did not miss jack shit. Because the next, the next thing is Velvet Sky versus Brooke Tessmacher, and that's when I started watching it. Right, right oh, wow. after, yeah. right, right, right as Velvet Sky let the pigeons loose, I started watching Impact. So that should tell you, there's thirty goddamn minutes, 
I, I said earlier, I, I started watching it 30 minutes in. 30 minutes of that show was just talking. But to be honest with you, once, I started, once, the, once this match started going, it was a little more consistent with the wrestling. Yeah, okay. Because um, that's what I'm reading. I mean, how was the match between Sky and Brooke Tessmacher? You've seen this match before. Yeah, I figured. That's, that's all right. I gotta say. It's like, you've seen this match before. <laughs> and that thing, it's like, oh, like, I understand what it, like, I understand. But at the same time, it's one of those things where it's just like, um, <coughs> it's one of those things at the same time, it's just like, I know what they're trying to do. It's like, you know, it's a fresh crowd. They would not notice it. But on TV, you are noticing it. It is exactly the same match that I've seen before. It was a good back and forth, but it's the same. Like again, I always say this about all of, all those um, knockout matches where it's just like you you put it with the same person over and over again. You're bound to have the same match. True. Um, although I will say this, I mean, you know, WWE they've been like that for a while because you know they were running out of divas. Yeah, there was there was that weird dwindling, um, uh, like you know, no, that's why they that, that's why they got women like Kelly Kelly start wrestling. Yeah, because like they they were like, oh shit, we're we're running out of divas. We like we need to start like getting we need to start like prepping all these women up. So that's when they they started training like Kelly Kelly. They 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 got Kelly going back going way back to where we were talking early. Originally Kelly Kelly was just gonna be a it was just gonna be like you know a valet. Yeah, and something happened, um, well, mainly, like, Divas moving to other companies, like, you know, Gail Kim moving to TNA. Well, no, it was more like, you know, like, Lita left, and Trish, well, she was well already gone, like, oh, like, like, Ricky James, she already left, and then, there, it was like, like, everybody's, I think, Victoria had just, like, it was like, literally, like, the minute, the, the, like, literally, like, in one, in, like, well, one month's time, like, all the, all, all their, like, Oh, like a good chunk of the divas just suddenly left, so hmm. yeah. So like this is this is the, now the complete inverse now that that's happening with um with um the knockouts where it's just like you you have all this you have this dwindling pool of of talent. I still say didn't didn't Miss, didn't Brooke Tessmacher say she she left the company or I think someone else. You're thinking Gil Kim. Gil. What? No, no, no. Yeah, no, Gail no, no, Kim no. is one. No. No, no. She left. Well, okay, she left uh, someone left recently, like within within the last month oh. or so. Last month or so? Yeah, I still could swear that that Brooke Testmarker left. Oh, okay. It's not Brooke Testmarker, okay? You know, because she's still fucking here. Uh, yeah. You're thinking Tracy Brooke. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know what? It's because she also has she, her first name is also the same. You know. Semantics. I'm like, I'm like, what? I, 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 uh, or just, I just don't know what's happening. I just don't know what's happening anymore. Anyway, so yeah, keep going, please. Before I start, before I start, uh, before I start confusing other things with other things. Like, I'm confusing Jeff Hardy from like Matt Hardy. I was like, wait a minute, when did you lose weight? <laughs> okay. So after the um, knockout match, Gail Kim shenanigans. After that, commercial break, and back from the break, AJ Styles is showing he's pissed, basically. So, 
They ask him about Daniels and cast a secret on AJ, but you know, he just shrugs it off. And when we get you to know, that. Oh my yeah. god, I have something to say. This is what I was alluding to you earlier, like earlier in the week. Oh boy, this is gonna so be that, good. So, uh, like that, that, so I should give you a hint, ladies and gentlemen. That, that I have, I have a thing to say here. Yeah, trust me, this is gonna be good. Anyway. So next match. And and then of course Jeff Hardy talks about his match tonight and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Final front confrontation next match Crimson versus Matt Morgan. So yeah, Crimson comes out first, and then just as Matt Morgan was coming out, Bully Ray attacks him. Which I'm thinking to myself, what? What does Bully Ray have to do with with Matt Morgan? And and during this time while he's attacking, he's like, "This is what's gonna happen to you, Austin. This is what's gonna happen to you, Austin." And I'm thinking, and I'm just thinking to myself. Really? Really their home slice? Really? And then um after uh, after uh, so after that they they stretch out uh, they stretch out Mad Morgan and then um Crimson's still in the ring. And he's and he tells the referee, "Oh, hey, count count out like you know, start a match and count and count it out." And then yeah, they they they, they counted out Matt Morgan and still undefeated Crimson. Are they trying to turn him into heel? He's already been a heel! Shows you how much I've been missing. Or, rather, rather, I can't fucking distinguish him! Well, to be honest with you, I think I like this more as being like his obnoxious heel, to be honest with you, than he is, than he is a face. As a face, he was too much like, like they were trying to build him as too much like Goldberg. And now it's like, I think, like, t- making him a chicken shit heel, I think that works better for him. I don't know why. Well, because cause, uh, here's the thing. I mean, if him being Goldberg didn't work, so might as well turn him into a chicken shit villain, and sometimes that just works. Like, this change of pace, you know? It yeah. gives audience, like, a new perspective. Yeah, I think it works. Like I said, like it it it, it works perfectly in my opinion. I think it worked. I, I think it works by having him be, like, the chicken shit heel than just being him being, like, this... Stoic face. I was like, like you had like no personality whatsoever, and like now as a as a as a heel, it's like, yeah, this works better for him. I mean, for instance, let me give you an example. Um, different company, but it still sort of works in the same fo- similar formula. Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah, big time. Mhm. So, Crimson wins, and Vignette showing um Vignette of I RVD shows, and then Austin Aries. Is defending his TNA X Division Championship against Zima Ion. Remember when Zima Ion was gonna be something big? Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. How was the match, by the way? It was good. Really good. Like it's if it's one thing, it's one thing I like about Austin Aries that he does he does not he he doesn't have a bad match. And with someone with someone at speed like Zima Ion, it was a really good match. It really was. Yeah, cause I mean, as much as we talk about, oh, Zima, um, you know, Zima was gonna be a big thing, but nope, Dot JPEG, he can still put up a good match. Like oh, he, yeah. yeah, I've always liked this in-ring ability. You know, it's just that, you know, they really haven't given him much of a chance. Yeah, and like I said, I think that I think this is gonna continue for a foreseeable future. But if they if they use him like this, 
he like it's gonna be one of those like pleasant surprise kind of wrestlers. But it's like if you see his name, it's like oh, I'm pretty sure I'm in for a good match. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty good match. Mm-hmm. All right. So after that match, Daniels, Cass, and Secret thing with Jiggy and uh 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 oh, you're about to you're about to jump out the window, aren't you? Oh yeah, I just took off my glasses here. If you haven't noticed, so I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to get. I'm ready to get on my soapbox. So, all right, going. get your soapbox ready. Get your soapbox ready. Daniel and Cass are in the ring, and Daniel gets. Uh, okay, you know what? Let's see. Oh, you want me to take over? Let me just. Yeah, take over because. Okay, so I don't know if I could read this. Like, cause first of all, I'm reading this off of a WrestleView.com results, and it's long as hell. And I'm I'll not sure I'll if I want to. for you. If, 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 okay, TLDR. Thank you. Okay. Um, Daniels come. Daniels and Kazarian come out. Um, Daniels says, "I got your shit right here in my hand. Come out." And then he's like, "You know what? That's it. He ain't coming out." And then AJ comes out. AJ's like, "You know what kind of shit you got on me?" And AJ comes out. You know what? You're hiding too much. So why, why don't I show the world what you got? And he, what he does, he takes, he takes out, he takes out this this um, vanilla folder of all the of all these photos. First photo, it's a photo of him with uh with it was just a photo of him with um with with Dixie with Dixie Carter. You know, it's uh, we're starting to get this is starting to get bad when you see when 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 the name Dixie Carter and someone else is is involved. Next photo. <laughs> Next photo. It, it's him getting closer to Nick Dixie Carter. Next photo. <laughs> It's him kissing Dixie Carter. <laughs> Here's the worst part. I, I read the spoilers to this like last week. Like just as the show ended that we did last week, I started reading a little bit of the spoilers and I read this and I'm like, oh my fucking god, I can't believe I can't believe this is what they're trying to hide. I'll be this is a good thing to hide? It was a good. It was a good way to. But it, I think at the same time, it's like, because <sighs> like I, Christopher Daniels is calling him out. Is calling him out on this, like you know, like he's calling him out, like you know, you always been, you always been the better person. You have always been like the the showcase of the company because you know, uh, for some for some reason instead of me, and now I'm seeing why you're you're pushed instead of instead of me being pushed, and I'm like, um. If I remember correctly, you know, he, it, it, it's not—it's not because of the fact that you're, um, like, you have a right to complain, yeah. But I like—it's just because it's because at the end of the day, he—he like—he's he, built up to—he's—he was built up to be the face in all those matches. It's not—it's not—it's not because of your ring uh, ring ability. It's—I mean, yeah, you're pushed to—you're pushed to goddamn moon, Mister. Uh, it's like—it's not like I—I I think. It's like yeah, you're you're a very close second. Um, uh, you're you're a very close second, Christopher Daniels. But it's just like at the same time, it's like you know, <sighs> why would they why would they put this? Why would they make this into an angle? It would have been a better angle if they just like would have just would have just said, hey, I hate being in the shadow. I hate being in this very close second to you. I'm better than you. Kind of kind of a feud. Instead, they're doing this bullshit where it's like you're got you're in Dixie Car you're in, you know Dixie Car you know Dixie Car's mouth and this and that and blah 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 and I'm like, you know I take back everything that I said about like this being a decent weekend like this was a decent a decent um decent impact this was 
You know, you know what I think it is? Because, like, I think the main event was actually pretty good. But other than that, I, I remember, holy shit, this, this, there was a lot of bullshit in this show. Never mind. You know, this is not the first time that we retracted our opinion about TNA Impact. So, wouldn't be the first time. But I will say this. I will say this. Is it, it is, as you said, this is a gigantic pile of horseshit. Gigantic pile of horseshit does not begin to does not begin to describe this. Like I, th I thought, I thought for a second the TNA would be over this. You know, oh no, you know they're not gonna pull. They could not be this dumb. I mean, you know, granted, oh, yeah, I have a secret. You know, yeah, could not be this dumb. Holy shit, I was wrong. Yeah, like, like again, I was like, I was like, you're gonna be shitting me. I saw the spoilers. Oh man. Ah, uh, fuck this company. Sometimes, no fucking most of the time. Fuck this company most of the time. All right. So, as if seeing it once wasn't bad enough, they had to show recap of what just happened because apparently they think some people just cannot comprehend. What the blackmail photo means. So after that, we have TNA Television Championship, or as I like to call it for now, TNA Irrelevant Championship. Devon versus Mr. E. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. You see this match? I this match. Yeah. I I'm I really don't like these guys. I don't like Robbie E. I don't like Robbie T. Devon, he can be in a better he can be in a better position, but I don't think he's in a position to have a belt. It was a whatever match. And he didn't then oh my god. This proof that I think Devon is the stupidest baby face in the goddamn world. Um after the match he comes out and he's like, you know, cause like he like shenanigans happen between Robbie E and Robbie T. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna have a two on one match and I'm like What? I didn't know what was more infuriating. That last segment of what just Devon accepting a two on one match? That's not how babies work. <laughs> if you thought, if you thought that's bad enough, which you see what happens after that is. It's a highlight of Joseph Park. And guess what? We have Joseph Park. Still looking for his brother, but we'll get to we'll, we'll, the mystery is solved. The mystery is solved when we get when we get to the end of this, but yeah, he calls out Bully Ray cuz he he believes Bully Ray has something on his brother on his brother. And he says, "You know how does it feel losing all these matches? You know, it feels like a bully." And he just pushes him. He's like, "I thought I feel about a bully." Considering that he murdered, he damn near murdered Matt Morgan. I'm surprised that why he didn't why he didn't kill Joseph Park right in the right in the ring. Then like oh because he met his because he met his murder quota for the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I can only do one. After that, I'm I, I, after I'm, I'm pretty like you know, I, I, after I, I I need like you know rest period. Ugh, I don't blame you. All right, so after this, um, 
Mr. Anderson talks about Four Corners match, da da da, and um, commercial for the MMA Live showing TNA signing this guy named King Molawal, who says Bobby Roos isn't the it factor; he's the shit factor. I saw that. I was like wondering, like, I'm I'm gonna say I don't follow Bellator. We were talking about this like like just before we started recording. It's like I don't follow Bellator, but like after I heard that, like when I heard that the first time, I'm like, who is this guy to say that to Bobby Roode? And then I realized, who is Bobby Roode anyways? Start with. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah Bobby Roode's been there for a while, but at the same time, it's like you know, uh, keep going. Mm-hmm. All right, so just to give you a, a brief history. I know, I, I know, I don't want to, but I have to because you know it's a fucking wrestling podcast, and that's just happened. So. Uh, King Mo Lawal, or rather Muhammad Lawal, is a mixed martial artist. Record ten wins, one losses, one tie. Oh, that's good. Mhm. So basically, he started off. I believe he started off as a um in Bell um in Bellator, but um I guess for the cross promotion, he also signed up for TNA. I guess. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think um, Spike TV. I think they're airing Bellator, mm-hmm. so they need to like cross promotion like big time. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like this comes off as really weird and not in a good way. Uh, this comes off, I believe, few months after this. Um, there's a report that Bellator is in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. We were discussing earlier if they're in that much of a trouble, why don't they just send out one of our? Why don't they send out one of their guys and like you know he'll sit on our podcast? Yeah, it's like like we're not gonna pay much. I mean, we could probably pay you with um you know some Tijuana tacos, but that's as far as we go. Yeah, it's like uh, isn't Jason Miller in in Bellator right now? Maybe I, I I don't know. Like you, I haven't really followed Bellator that much. Yeah, because if we can get Jason Miller, that'd be great. Anyways, or or some. we're reaching it. We're really reaching it. And speaking of reaching, we are at reaching towards the end of the TNA Impact main event in four corner match between whole fucking show Rob Van Dam versus the It Factor Bobby Roode versus uh, Christmas and Nick Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Anderson. Yeah, it was a, that was a pretty good. Like, it was a very decent uh, main event in my opinion. Um. It was hinted at all this time that like like RVD wants to make this into an a tape into a ladder match, so like um, RVD get gets the win via a five star frog splash, and he just brings out he just brings out um he just brings out a a, a ladder and he's sitting on top of it, and out the abyss, <laughs> and I, I swear to God, um this is this is how I this is how I this is how I equate it. Um, it comes to the reaction of all, of all the wrestlers. Bobby Roode is selling it like he just seen goddamn like the goddamn Grim Reaper. Uh, Jeff Hardy is selling it like he just like he is like he he is high on like on whatever shit he's on. Like he think I I think he's having a goddamn hallucination right right on the right on the right on camera. And then Mr. Anderson is no selling that shit. 
And RVD is like, what? <laughs> and then Bishop says, You're gonna get close to me, brother! Before you get burned! Okay? <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, What? I literally, I literally left, I, I, I have no thoughts, like, literally, I, I came up, like, with, like, a blank, like, I just don't know what to, what to think of this, this impact, I just don't know. I just don't know what, what to think about anything anymore. How about this, how about this, I'll give you three minutes to collect your thoughts and say your final verdict, because I'm going to start talking for three minutes. Go for it. About impact, okay? Go for it. Oh, okay. Austin versus Samayan. That was probably the best match. But the rest of it was more or less a toss-out. And the feuds and big names, most of them were just kind of dumb as hell. Yeah, I have to agree. Because, like, um, the matches were, like, were okay. Ranging from, like, okay with the with the Doncouts matches. And then, um, then the, like, the actual matches were actually pretty good. It's just, like... Uh, it's like this is the like this is the week where it where we should like everything's reinforced the fact that there is stupid shit on wrestling, and this is like the stupidest shit of the stupidest shit. I should say I shouldn't not be surprised considering it's TNA Impact. Hmm. True. Yeah, cause we. You and I, we raged about how TNA handles storyline before so many times. And, like, I haven't felt this angry about um, storyline feud and Vignette when it comes to TNA. Like, I haven't felt this angry in a while. Yeah, it's like, I thought, I thought they had learned their lesson after, especially after everything with Jeff, uh, with Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle. But, nope. Nope. <sighs> Not at all. And then no, no. I thought I, I thought they were over this. I thought they were. I thought they were really over this. But no, they're not. Mm-mm. When will they ever learn? It seems like never. That sounds about right. So then, now we move on to a slightly better show: WWE SmackDown, May eleventh, twenty twelve, at Roanoke, Virginia, and. Right off the bat, we have our first match. Sheamus and Randy Orton in tag team match against Chris Jericho and Alberto Del Rio. That was something. That's all I gotta say. It was a pretty, yeah. it was a pretty decent match overall. But then it ended with shenanigans where they just turned into a fucking brawl. Not surprising. Like, it, it, like this might be this might be this might be my, my like other than uh, Punk and um and and Brian, this might be like my this might be like my favorite few going into get, going into Over the Limit. It might turn out to be a pretty damn good match in Over the Limit. Yeah, I'll give you that. Because like you can tell, all four men are are like, just are just like they 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 they're hungry for something. Mhm. And they have a reason to. Yeah. Especially Jer- especially Randy Orton. My God, he's been in so many shitty, like so many shitty feuds. That you know this, like, well, he's been in, he's been in just one shitty feud for like the rest of this, like for the whole year. It's just like, oh God, like just get him out of this, get him out of this this bad Kane feud. Put him in something else. They're putting him in something that actually is really good. 
Yeah. Me like, I approve. So, after that, what happens is that um, Eve, who is now apparently commanding people now, Eve just sent out the message that ending to the tag team match was unacceptable. So, later tonight, Orton will take on Del Rio and Sheamus will take on Chris Jericho one-on-one. Well, the reason why why they got Eve to do everything right now is because David Otunga, he's caught up right now with being with his wife right now on her trial. So right. they, they have Eve be like the, the replacement um, David Otunga. Mm-hmm. So that should, if, you're wonder, if you're wondering why, that's, a, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah Eve, so... Eve, Eve makes a match for like later tonight where it's like basically it's um, Alberto Rio versus... Uh, Randy Orton and then Sheamus versus Jericho. Mm-hmm. So then we have our next match: AJ versus Caitlyn. Uh, yeah, it, it's they they had something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't say I was bored. I mean, you know, I actually watched it and I'm just like, wow, holy shit! And like AJ pulling off Shining Wizard, that was. Stiff as hell, Shining Wizard, by the way. Ugh. Yeah. And, okay, here comes my problem, okay? This is going to be a bit of a long rant for me. And this in, yeah, this involves what happened after the match. After the match, Daniel Bryan comes out and pretty much talks about, oh my god, that was so aggressive, brutal, you know? How I, how she, he sees AJ in a new light and blah, 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 blah. And Brian then tells her that he's looking forward to move on to Caitlyn. And then, like, AJ just looks at him angry. Brian laughs. And then AJ just storms out of the ring. And Brian continues screaming, yes. And here's my problem. That I feel like they're trying to create this dual storyline for Daniel Bryan. One involving Punk and Brian. The other one involving Punk, not Punk, I'm sorry, Brian and AJ. Bad idea. You don't want to create two separate storylines for anyone. That that just loses focus on what's important. Right now, Punk versus Brian, that should be the important feud. That should be what they should be focusing on. Now they're creating this new storyline involving AJ, Brian, and Caitlyn. Why? That storyline ain't gonna go anywhere. We know this. Like, like Brian said a few weeks ago, move the fuck on. I had to agree with you on this one because, like, um, for one thing, it, it's like you know, it like I what, the way I saw it, I think it's just like the blow off between everything, and maybe maybe AJ and can go on to something else. Thank God. But no, more like okay. This- the, the way they're trying to make it, the way, the way they're trying to make it is that they're trying to intensify, intensify AJ and Caitlyn feud by having Brian come out and you know say that oh I'm moving on to Caitlyn now they could have handled it in a much better way and here's how I would have handled it okay just just for the sake of argument I would have just shown this um, candid cam clip of Daniel Bryan and Caitlyn going on a date. That would have been just as much effective without actually having to involve Daniel Bryan in the ring with AJ. I I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't think of this. Like, this is not the first time they used the candid cam, you know? Yeah. They, they can bring, they can dig out GTV back, back from the dead. Yeah, just for a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I will not, I will not be, um, I will, I will not be, um, uh, uh, I will not object to anything you just said. Yeah, so that's one thing I'm a little bit pissed about right now, you know? It's, it's just giving someone a dual storyline doesn't work out. It never works out. It, like I said, it takes away all the focus. And so my rent is done. I should move on to Daniel Bryan versus Big Show. Yeah, that's another match where it's just like, yeah, it happened. I will say this. There was a one spot where Daniel Bryan just low dropkicks show and show just flies off. And I was just like, uh, looking at that, I was just like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah, so the match ended with essentially, um, essentially John Laronitis comes out. Like, was like, I don't know where he came out of, but maybe he came out of like the... I don't know where he came out of, but he came out of the he came out of like the announce for the for the announcer part of the ring, and he just comes out. He announces that Daniel Bryan that Daniel Bryan won by via submission. He comes out. He says, "You know, you have to apologize. You know, you 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 are you making fun of me? This and that, blah blah blah." And then he pretty much says, "Like you know, on Monday we're gonna have, we're gonna have a long discussion with you." And it's like, whoa, damn. This is how I see this folding out. And again, it's just a speculation. It's not going to happen for real, or maybe it will by some fucking luck. But I see Big Show just snapping at John Lyons. Or, or better yet, I see Big Show snapping and just accidentally run over Eve. Like, you know, he did with Aegis. Because why not? He's good at it, running people over. So, Lyons gets pissed. So, we're going to have him maybe at over the limit, or maybe whatever after that, show's gonna have a match against Lord Tenzai. You know what? To be honest with you, if if it gets if it gets John Cena out of that picture with him and, and um John Laurinaitis, the better. That's how I yeah. I mean that's how, that's how I see it. So it's like I think they're trying to get. I think they're trying to pawn the big show off to um to John Laurinaitis, and if they do that, I think that's a better that's a better fit for the big show right now. I mean, because I don't see Big Show pulling shenanigan in um, John Laurinaitis and John Cena match. Okay, maybe, maybe a little bit. Okay, I see it a little bit. Okay, because I figure, okay, if John Laurinaitis can bring out Lord Tenzai to shenanigan, then Big Show, I can sort of see him like assisting Cena at over the limit. Yeah. Provided, provide, yeah, provided it ends in shenanigan. Yeah, and that's that's how I see it too. Where it's just like, like I said, I just kind of like. There's a part of me that hopes that they just pawn off the big show to something like they pawn off John Lair and I saw a few that doesn't involve like the the main guy in the in, in the company right now. Well, but again, we discussed this before, okay? Who else are they gonna pit Cena against? Mm. Exactly. They don't have much of people, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure so, out. It's like, who would they? Who would they like put up? Who, who would they um? Who would who would they um put against Cena? Jericho? Mm, I don't see it. 
right. Mainly because I see mainly because I see no reason to yet. Yet, okay. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't I, have a belt, I'm fine. Okay. By the way, what do you have on your hand right now? I'm curious. Oh my um accelerator. I'm just trying to. I'm painting it a little bit. Oh, are you? Yeah, cause I think I, I think I fell down and there's a couple of like paint. So just keep going, keep going, keep going. Paint chips. Okay, gotcha. All right, I was just wondering. I was curious. So you can, you can hear it. Yeah. No, it, 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 I I'm I'm listening. All right, I am I am definitely listening to you, my good man. Oh no no, that's fine, that's fine. I was just curious, but it's time for Wheel of Jover. Okay. All right, okay. so. Here we go, here we go, my favorite, this is my favorite segment, my favorite segment of the show. Alright, let's spin the, let's spin the wheel. Can you guess that job? Okay, you know what, I'm gonna ask you like this. <clears throat> Who's that jobber? It's Heath Slater. I could also accept the Pikachu or Wendy's girl, but sure. Oh yeah, no, I, I swear to God, when I saw this, I was like, I literally, what? I literally saw Heath Slater come out. I was like, you're gonna be eaten by, you're gonna be eaten by Ryback, aren't you? Yeah, and I look, I like how he says like, you know, I'll take him on, cause I'm the one man Southern rock band. Uh, no son, you're a one man Wendy's clerk, okay? No, sir. You 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 completely forgot about your partner. From, you completely forgot about your partner from the Nexus. <laughs> so as as Randy said, yeah, he's the next jobber food for Ryback or Goldberg or you know Goro from Reeves. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reeves, aka Skip Sheffield, aka didn't you again? All I can think of was myself was. My God, Heath Slayer! How can you forget your own partner and the guy you used to you used to work with on NXT Season One? I, I, you know what? I, I feel like all those Wendy's food has gone up to his head. Yeah, he it, it, it must have. I think it, I think it did. Yeah, how the hell do you forget big guy like like you know Ryan Reeves of all things? You know how do you forget like I, I okay. Maybe, maybe if, you know, I don't know, like, got hit in the head too hard or confused with Mason Ryan, I don't know. Didn't they, didn't they Mason Ryan, like, like, like later on, on the show? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not imagining things. Okay, keep going. No, no, that was Mason Ryan. So, he's later kind of sort of proof of fight, but in the end, it's... It's uh, Goldberg 2.0, and you know, finish him. I will Ryback say this: wins. he is getting over like huge. Yeah, I mean, he even got a new entrance, like new entrance from Pyrotechnic. Yeah, when you know you're big, when you get pyro. Mhm. Mm and <laughs> it's just funny, like right back after the win, he just screams like shark swimming with dolphins. Feed me! What the fuck? I know! So that's what he was screaming? I couldn't understand what yeah. the fuck he was saying. 
Hey. <laughs> I was like, all I could think of at that moment was like, feed me, Seymour, feed me. No, I, now that you said that, all I can imagine it's just it's him eating like this defenseless, um, defenseless dolphins, right? Just right from the, just eating them right there. Mmm, <laughs> dolphin sandwich, Ryback like. First, the best part is I can see that, and I wouldn't mind. I'll be like, yes, I accept this, very much so. <laughs> oh man. Oh great! Now I'm think now I have this urge to draw this fan out of like Ryback actually eating dolphin sandwich. If <laughs> <laughs> we, we put that shit on his shirt, we'll we'll like get like we'll sure as, we'll sure as hell get like a lot of people buying it. Trust me. Yeah, and then Ryback's gonna come after you for making this shirt without you know notifying him. Copyright infringement. You get to be you know the next food and finish him. Lovely. Yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> all right, so after that, it's Alex Riley versus Antonio Cesaro. Speaking of, speak, speaking of jobbers. Yeah, and Alex Riley did put up a fight for, I'd say, five seconds, and then Cesaro just wins. Yeah, literally, it's like he's like, ah, oh, give up. Yeah, I still hate his um theme song though. I hate it so much too. I swear to God. Yeah. I started finally paying attention. Like, holy shit, this song sucks. Yeah, it doesn't fit him. At all. Period. It's too happy. No, none. It's way too peppy. It's way too happy. He's supposed to be this dominating heel, and you give him some, like. I just keep thinking, like, they modified the Mickey James theme song. Yeah, it sounds like some, it sounds like some, like, DDR bullshit. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate the shit out of that song. I hope they change it soon. So, next match, Alberto Del Rio versus Randy Orton. This was really good. Mm-hmm. It was. It was really back and forth. Del Rio was... Very technical and very, you know, methodical as well. And the way it ended was, it was like pretty cool. Like, Ricardo Rodriguez was about to pull shenanigans, but Randy RKO'd him while Ricardo Rodriguez was midair. Now, that was a good spot. Mm hmm I really like that spot. And, and then... Dario applies the cross arm break on Orton. Yeah, and that's how and that's how um, and that's how Alberto Dario wins. Mm -hmm. Oh no, 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 no! Whoa, holy shit! What am I saying? Holy! Whoa, 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 whoa! So it looks like I need my coffee too. My God! Randy Orton wins, but by disqualification. Uh, yeah, but you're yeah, right. Because, in, but... because he tried. Because. Yeah, because he, he wins by disqualification because like he got he he attacked um he attacked uh, Ricardo Rodriguez and then uh, and then uh, Alberto Rio got him by the arm by armbar. So well, you're right in a way that he sort of won because well he got what what he wanted. He inflicted damage on Randy Orton with cross arm breakers. So in he might have been disqualified, but in the end he got what what he wanted. So yeah. he won morally, right. of course. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're not that far off. You know? Yeah. No, it's just like yeah, I I just like had you know what I guess I I I just had that temporary like what the what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the temporary zone for a second. Well, I'm sorry. I, I, like so, like I I had like another, I had another one of those inc- incidents yesterday where I, was, like, I didn't get that much sleep and I was in a I was in a different world altogether. So I'm like I'm still like my I'm still rattling my head a little bit. So like I'm still like like I I'm still I'm I'm here. But the thing is, I'm also at the same time. I'm like, you know, like I just completely spaced out on that really quick. Fear loading in San Diego, right? Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So next match is Artrist with Kofi Kingston versus Jack Swagger with Dolph Ziggler. Hey, excuse me. And this was a really good match. I think this, it this was. was the match of the week. Not just that. I love how it ended. What oh, that, that was a good. That was a good end. Yeah, that yeah. was a good. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so what happened is that um, it spit. It spilled to the outside of the ring, and you know there was a shenanigan with Zop Ziggler, and and that would have been perfect if not for the fact that um, Artrus ducked. Uh, Artrus got ran into, I believe, um, you know, Steel Step, and no, he didn't get run into Steel Step. Actually, he almost got run into Steel Step, but. Oh man, I'm sorry, but all I could remember is that Artrus ducks down and Kofi Kingston flies off the steel step and just decks Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, that, that I mean that that that's a spot of that's a spot of the night right there, man. It's just like when he did that, I'm yeah. like, whoa, holy crap. And this is type of thing type of thing that makes me believe like, okay, Artrus and Kofi Kingston, yeah, these guys can be legitimate tag team. Yeah. The thing is also like um also Kofi Kofi Kingston really like he can adapt to like any anything you do throw at him. If you put him with Ryback, I'm pretty sure he'll find ways to like work with Ryback. <laughs> like I just picture myself like Ryback just like boost launching Kofi Kingston in the air and Kofi Kingston hits this like mega trouble in paradise. I'm just like it's like it's like you read any show X Men when when he, when Colossus throws when Colossus throws Wolverine at, at, at and do those fastball special. Holy shit, that would be awesome. Indeed, that that's how I see it. Wow. Now I want to see that happen. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so next up is Santino Marola and Zack Ryder versus Titus O'Neil and Darren Young, and believe it or not, they had a really good from- match, also. Mm-hmm. This was actually a good match, but uh, let me ask you a question. Which one yes. would you pick, Cobra or Marider? I uh, don't make me choose. It's, it's like choose. It's like choosing. It's like it's like choosing. It's like choosing your poison here at this point. I don't, it, both of these things are gonna are gonna kill me, anyways. Um. You know what? Uh, yeah, I don't like. I really don't like either of them, to be honest with you. Just. I mean, I, uh, I, mean, I like them both as like singles guys, but it's like you know, ah. Uh, it's just like you know, Santino, like Santino, like ah, uh, and Zach Ryder, like he's good. He's a good upper mid mid card guy, but it's just like ah. Uh, I hope they do put him in a in a like. I don't want them. Like the thing is, the only thing I want to see him is in a, in a, is in a is in a feud against each other. Cause it's like it's not gonna benefit both of them. And I don't see it benefit. Okay, that means that 
No, actually, you know what? It's possible. I mean, just you know what? You're right. Just put him in the match for the United States Championship. Yeah. But you know, I don't want to see him like you know. I I just can't see him as a feud between both of them. Anyways. Mm. Anyways, but this was a good match, and like Tyrus O'Neill and Darren Young, holy shit, they just keep just. I'm impressed each and every day. You know what? I'm I'm a believer now. I'm a believer of what you what you saw on them. You know, uh, I. A couple weeks back, I was like, I don't know. Now I'm like, okay, you know what? After this match, yeah, I totally, I totally can see where you're coming from. I'm now a believer of these, of these guys. Yeah, uh, I believe. Um, what is it, Cole or Matthews or Booker T? Called them prime time players. I think it was Booker T. He's like, you know, they keep on going. He might be in my top five. I tell you what. And you know what? That should be their tag team name, prime time players. Yeah, they should be. Uh, they, they kept the, yeah. they kept on saying it so much. I was like, I thought that that was their legit tag team name. Yeah, might as well. Only so, I don't get is like I, I don't think I don't get. I don't think I don't get is when they said like you know the rest of the team teams are like the difference between them and the other tag teams are like a million. Oh, okay, never mind. That was after the match. You know, yeah. that was after the match. Um, Tyrus O'Neill and Terry Young wins, but wins. But you know what? You bring the, you bring that up because um. They actually got out of the ring after the match. They got out of the ring saying, you know, Tyrus O'Neill tells Lily, asks Lily and Garcia to announce them as a winner again. And she does, and O'Neill tells her to put more, quote-unquote, stank on it next time. And and then they go on to talk smack talk about how they're the next tag team champion. And Darren Young, <laughs> Darren Young of all people, asked the crowd the difference between them and the rest of the tag team, millions of dollars, and they just walk off towards the... The entrance dancing, they millions of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> I'll admit, I actually got a chuckle, but then when Cole started doing it, I was like, oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, but now, you, again, now you know why over. I love those two. Is a, they're yeah, fucking I'm loving over these this. guys now. I am fucking loving yeah. these guys now. I, I, I was totally wrong about, you know what? I, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong, and today is one of those days. Yeah, one of many days. Indeed. Yeah, but yeah, I love these. They're just entertaining. They're good in the ring. They're entertaining. Holy shit, just like put them in the number one contention for the tag team title already. Yeah, please. Yeah. So after that, Mass Striker is backstage with Damian Sandow. And Stryker asked why he didn't compete last week. And Sandow's just like, oh, sweet, simple Matthew. <laughs> the worst part is like, keep going. There's a, there's a line I really like yeah. what he said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, Sandow's just talking like, oh, you know, my message just flew over your head. You know, despite the fact that you were once an educator. Oh, I know. I, I was just like, I couldn't oh. stop laughing. And I was like, oh, snaps. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, burn! Holy crap! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, After that, I was like, you know what? Beautiful, beautiful, Mr. Sandow. Beautiful. Holy shit! Like, oh, if that was a jab of the week, that was it. Oh, yeah. That was it right there. Oh, fuck. (laughs) So he goes on, and Sandow talks about, you know, these people yearn for enlightenment. 
Who do they have to turn to? In short, the answer is no one. There are those that attempt to appeal to these unwashed masses, but they are false prophets whom I will expose. I am the bright beam of enlightenment that will serve as the avenging sword of taste and decency. This concludes the interview. And then Striker about to say something, and Sender's just like, uh, 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 You're welcome. And he just walks off. I'm pretty sure the first thing that was going to come out of his mind was like, I used to educate people, you know. <laughs> and then, I think Sandow knew it too. It's like he was like, uh, uh, "No, no, 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 no! Not one word from you, Critton." Oh yeah. Oh man, like I love this. It's it's, it's a good build up. Like, how is it a good build up? Let me put it this way: I cannot wait to see him in the ring now. Oh yeah. Not only that, even if he doesn't compete and just talks smack to people, I'm I'm totally I'm to, I will be totally totally okay with this. Yeah. And, you know, he is really good at promo. And you just can't help but it's like, wow. Like, that was awesome. Indeed. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, it really, it just works. And I think SmackDown really needed this. You know, this someone that could cut a really great promo. That's I think that's what SmackDown's been missing. They got one now. Oh yes, it is. It looks like a really good. Um, it looks like he he, he is looking like his best right now. Mm-hmm. So after that greatness comes, Brodus Clay versus Chavo Guerrero version three. <laughs> And be honest with you, it was actually believe it or not, this was actually a decent match for for um Brodus Clay terms. Like usually, like Brodus Clay, he usually has squash matches, but here in Camacho, they actually had a good, they actually had a good back and forth. Yeah, and to make things more interesting, like they actually double teamed them, like give, even giving them like wishbone split, which I haven't seen in ages. Mm. And. Uh, this is probably the first time in a while I've seen Brodus Clay angry, like, like just oh, berserk mode, like, not this angry. Okay. Like this is like the mixture of the Joker and the Hulk kind of angry. Oof. Yeah, he like after like referee is asking him if he's okay. Like you can see him just like laughing, gyrating, and you can see that he's just getting pissed. And sure enough. Like, Bruce just, like, screamed at his face, you know? Roar! Damn. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, so, Bruce Clay wins, of course. And the next match, the final match, Chris Jericho versus Sheamus. Fella time. Fella time! So, yeah, this was pretty good. Yeah, like like uh, if there's one thing if there's one thing I t- I kind of realized I I told you this I, I, like I still think it's kind of uneven because Jericho is very technical still, but th- this goes back to what I was saying earlier was like if you put Sheamus in a right in a in a right um feud with someone, 
who can do like the he can he can look pretty good and he looked very good in this um he he came out looking really good in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Like this was a good match in my opinion. Uh-huh. And even though it ended with shenanigans because um Alberto Del Rio ran down and he threw Chris Jericho into steel step, mm-hmm. it ended in shenanigans. But after that, what happens is that Del Rio crossed armbreaker Sheamus and Randy Orton runs down and just wails at Del Rio. And Seamus throws Orton off and wails at Del Rio. And this they is were the, arguing this is like, the, you know, This is the ending that you saw many times back in, like, 2008 when it was Undertaker versus Kurt Angle. Uh-huh. So, keep going. And then, while they were arguing on, you know, who's going to kick Del Rio's ass, Jericho... <laughs> Jericho... Uh, Codebreakers... Del like, Rio. And Codebreakers are like... Whoa, 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 whoa. Holy shit, he's just like Look at that heel. What a heel. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, like while Teorio was getting up, Orton gives him RKO and then Seamus then waits Teorio to get up and just broke kicks him. Yeah, but again, this is like the same ending you've seen in two thousand um it like in two thousand eight when it was Kurt Ang well, well, not even like 2005, 2006 with when whenever they, whenever they try to have a big like face was a face feud between um, between um uh, Kurt Angle and Undertaker, and it was basically like they would have a heel right there just as a sacrific- sacrificial lamb and basically like um they would just be playing ho- uh, horse with each other. It was like, you can can you do better than that? Yes, but you know I, I, I love it. Believe it or not, I actually I. Believe it or not, I secretly mark out for that spot because it's so like I don't know why it's just like just just, just the image of this unwilling like this unwilling heel just taking these these power moves from the from the faces amuses me amuses me greatly. <laughs> All right, so what do you think of SmackDown overall? I loved it. This was this was like uh this was a like a really. Really good show. Like I like last week, I, I was not down with it because like, it was just too much talking. This week, it was like action, 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 action. I loved it. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. And like I said, Darren Young and uh, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil are like the greatest thing ever. And I I have seen the light. Thank you so much. And just like oh my god, Damien Sandow is a great speaker. All these matches are really good. You can tell you can tell I'm really enthusiastic about. I'll, I'll talk about uh, SmackDown. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? I gotta admit, it's been a while since you've been this enthusiastic about SmackDown. I don't know why. I'm, I don't know why, believe it. I just don't know why. I was. I really liked it. Especially, like, the, especially like the last hour when it, when it was all, when all these great things happening and then, like, the, they had all these great matches. I really, I was really down with SmackDown. You know, call, like, call, me, a, call me a mark, but I was like, oh, man, it was, it was great. This is, like, Ah, oh, this was really cool. This was a really good. This was a really good SmackDown. I wish there was more SmackDown yeah. like these. I know, huh? And here's what SmackDown did better than Raw is that they actually made it exciting for Over the Limit. You know, the, the four yeah. corner match. After you look at what what just transpired, you really want to see it now. I'll be honest with you. Like I said, like um, they did it like. I I didn't mind Alberto the Rio versus Sheamus, 
But when it made it into a four into a into a four man into a four man um match, four, I was yeah, really I, I got really four, excited because yeah. like, they, like like I said like I I, I secretly really want to like Randy Orton. I really like him. It's just like you know they haven't been putting him in, in such a high caliber match, and finally they finally put him in a good match. And not only that, Jericho he's a really good worker. Alberto Rio, oh my god! And then Sheamus like I'm starting to really warm up to him. I can't like it's they, they finally made something at par with um. You, you, I know you're really excited for for Daniel Bryan versus CM Punk. I think I'm more excited for for this for, for this four way match myself. And again, this is what they did better than Raw. It's the build up, you know. Now you're excited for this. Like when I look at uh, what happened in Raw, I'm not as excited about how they're actually, gonna handle. Like, what's up? Go on. Actually, actually on Raw, I was actually excited when I when I first saw it. Because I think which I, one the I, fatal four way? Yeah, because I I think I I think this uh, this was something I think this that the the promo that that came out when they made the four way was actually really good. Yeah, yeah but that was that was a good start. Yeah, this was a climax. Yeah, this 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 is this is it. Like no, they, they can only go up for me, and I hope I hope to God that this this, this like I don't want them hot potatoing the the belts all over. But I hope that like that this leads to like now like 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 the a definitive like main event kind of um like a main event kind of thing where it's Alberto Del Rio, Chris Jericho, Sheamus, and Randy Orton like just the, like if you having those just those four in the main event as like the main eventers on SmackDown, I think that I think they they got something right there because I think mm-hmm. like. I was into another pod. I was into another podcast, and they made they made a good they made a good analogy about um about Randy Orton recently, that he is essentially he's taking over the the Undertaker spot, where he's like just an exclusive guy that you want to go see on 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 SmackDown, and mm-hmm. having him in the having him in the main event like that, I think this solidifies him a lot more in that position, and I kind of wish that they mm-hmm. would keep him in that kind of position as well. And having those four, having those three other guys in that in that um, in that main event roster, and then if, well, I don't think I don't think um I don't think Ray would be ready by then, but um they they can transition out someone else when Jericho leaves or something like that, and they can put in like Ray Mysterio in or or Sin Cara also in that main event um. Sin Cara, but go on. Oh, by the way, um, I was like I I watched this somewhat live. Well, not live because like this is recorded, but I saw it when it aired. And then I saw it again just to refresh my memory after, like later in the night, and it was a Spanish feed of the show. But they had like what they did. What they did is like they couldn't. The promos they were giving for the for their show, like during the show, like it was like it was a Span- it was a Spanish edition, and like it was they were all speaking English. But like whenever they had to go into commercial, they had to go into like a span with Spanish speakers, and it was funny. Like like um. They're promoting their shows that are coming up in May for when they're in Mexico, and like literally, seeing Carl came out I was like, "Wait a minute, why you're not pointing?" <laughs> he was like t- talking. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Weirded me out. I was like, you should be like pointing and shit. <laughs> oh, because I think at that point, like people already know who he is. You know, he's. You know, has he okay? Has he ever cut a promo as a mystical? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's why. But like, yeah, it's like you won't believe, like mystical was huge in his time. Now that he's like seeing like I, I like I, he still is huge. That's a crazy thing. He is still like like 
Omega over in Mexico. Like, yeah, yeah so, he's a joke. He's a joke. He's a, he's a joke here, and he, he's a joke here because like all the shit that's gone on with him. But you go to Mexico, he is like still reviewed as like a god. Yeah, so that that explains why he cut up. You know, he actually you know talked in that commercial. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Sankara is still slated to return. Yeah, he's still slated to return like this month. So it's like it should be interesting. Like I don't see him. I don't see him in the main event <laughs> because I'll be like, lol, <laughs> really. <laughs> <laughs> really, this guy? Uh, <laughs> this motherfucker? <laughs> no, no. Don't put him in the event. I don't care what Mexico is. He's gonna get killed by everyone, by the way. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, pretty yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure Shane's gonna legit kick his head off. Oh. <laughs> It's like a celebrity death match. Like you can see his uh, claymation head just flying off the, out the uh, arena. Por qué? <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, but I will say this: like I really love the hell out of this SmackDown. I think this effectively just made this week's Raw just that much inferior. Just like lo- like I, I thought you know. I thought the uh, originally Raw was okay. It was fairly good, but I had to drop it down to solid after watching SmackDown because it was just that damn good. It handled it handled um, the feud well. Like okay, except the Daniel Bryan part, I fucking hated that part. But everything else clicked well, in my opinion. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like you know, like I said, like like that first part was still kind of like. Like kind of like off because like you know we had we had this okay like we had we had the AJ stuff and then we had that big show stuff which I just don't really care for, but then you that then you um then you see you see the other things with what that happened afterwards, it was you had gold right there. Mm-hmm. And like I said, call call us what you want, call us out on everything that call us out on anything. What we like, come at us, bro. We really like this show. Yeah. I think I, I think I think looking back at like all the other things we've seen this this week on wrestling, when you when we compare it to when we compare SmackDown to everything else, especially Impact, oh my god, holy shit! This is like this is like you know it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's like Damien Sandow. Like this was our intellectual savior of this Indeed. week. Yeah. All right, so that's all the review. That's everything. That that is absolutely absolutely positively everything that we had in mind. Mhm. So, anything else you want to bring up? Um, one more thing I want to bring up really quick, and um, okay, go ahead. Um, TNA recently put up all their pay per views from two thousand seven till current on YouTube. It's each one's gonna be range from each one's gonna be ninety nine cents, and they did announce that there are gonna be there is gonna be a, that all their pay per views are gonna be available also on Netflix and also on Hulu, in the in the coming in the coming weeks. So you can you can relive you can relive um you can relive Victory Road two thousand ten uh, 2011 all you want to your heart's content. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, no, I was thinking more like, you know, Joe versus Daniels versus AJ. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, from like 2007. Here comes Percy Pringles. <laughs> oh, Undertaker. Oh. But no, oh my god, those were some good matches. Like I said, like we 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 dog on a lot of shit that that um that TNA that TNA has. But there are some really good pay-per-view matches. In, like that that's the thing. Like there if the, if there's one thing they're really consistent on, they have a lot of good pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So like like well the exception the exception through 2011. Like what the fuck was what, what if you don't, if you don't know what I'm talking, if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's the infamous one where it was like Jeff Hardy came in and he's like, what the, like literally he came in, we don't know what the hell he was on, and he fought Sting and everyone was screaming bullshit, and like literally Sting was like, yeah, I agree. Okay, so, so other than that, so you have like you have an entire collection of pay views to watch when when it goes up on when it goes up on you on on Netflix. Alright, so if you want to relive the glory days of TNA, check it out. Indeed. Now I'm done with everything. Alright, so, alright, so why don't we close the shop then? Alrighty then, you can find us at www.plasticjoint.com. Again, the website is www.plasticjoint.com. So, from alrighty. So, go on, Stan. Alright. Let me just close it. All right, finishing off thing. This has been Stan and Ramsey saying, Ring the damn bell! I like these guys, man. O'Neal, no days off D. Young looking to make a play, baby. Quiet down, quiet down. Millie Garcia. You tell these people who just won this match again, please. The winners of the match, Darren Young and Titus O'Neill. Next time, put a little bit more steak on. Yeah, little more. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. Your future WWE Tag Team Champions, D. Young and Titus O'Neill. Do you all know the difference between Titus O'Neil, myself, and the rest of the tag teams here in the WWE? I don't think y'all know the difference, but we know the difference. We know. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars.